Hi guys, welcome to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast about seeing the world through the eyes of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat, and I'm your host. I'm French, and I have been a professional juggler for the last 25 years. This is episode number five, and we're going to talk about passion. My passion of juggling and how did it came to be and why am I passionate? Why are we passionate? Why am I passionate about juggling something so random? And is passion necessary? I don't know. I I have been thinking a lot lately about the meaning of life and passion is is a pretty big thing. And there's this question that I feel people have of what is my passion? Um what if I don't have a passion? Is that really my passion? And people are kind of lost or when I talk with some people, they, they see me they, and they think, oh, wow, I'm so special because I have this passion of juggling and I dived into it and I trust myself. Also, I got support from my parents that trusted in me and supported me to go in this direction especially for my father. So it might have been different if none of my parents were like supporting me. But I pursued that and I trust myself and I trusted myself and I went on this path of becoming a professional juggler, which in today's society does not really make any sense. It's not a safe bet at all. So in a way, to any juggler, that apprentice juggler, young juggler, or any type of juggler that is thinking about doing that, I would recommend that juggling is really, truly your passion, and you cannot live not juggling, because it's a hard path. It's not that easy. But... I wanted to share my experience about that. And I wanted to start by saying that I was not passionate about juggling at first. My passion for juggling came after I started juggling. So when it all started, I was probably around 12 years old. And... My father is a musician and in summertime for summer break from school, um, we would travel with my father in different places uh, while he was giving um, concerts and workshops, uh, teaching music. And one place was this little ski resort town but we would go there in summer. So it was July, August, and it was this little 
ski town in the middle of the summer with no snow, obviously, uh, in the French Alps. It was pretty cool and was beautiful. But beside all the music students that would come there to, because it was this big um, sort of like classical music workshop, so ton of students, uh, really good teachers, but not much more. And I was really lucky because a small, tiny circus, I believe the smallest circus in the world, came for a whole month during the summer. And they were really tiny. You You could fit probably like less than 50 people under the big top. It was the smallest big top in the world. And they had a hundred animals, but they were like not the circus animal you think of. They were basically animals you get when you have a farm. So it was the biggest of all were like ponies and, and, and donkey, a donkey. Uh, most of them were just roosters and and ant and 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 rats and and uh, birds and and dogs and cats and parakeet it's random animals but there were so many of them it was awesome so i i got in touch with the circus life like that because in this ski town in the middle of summer where there's nothing to be done but just to walk around in the mountain, after a few days, I was bored to death. Uh, 12 years old, you can imagine. And so I would spend my days uh, in the circus, uh, taking the classes for kids, but also just hanging out all the time as much as I could and being in contact with the the lifestyle of circus people. I loved it. I, I thought at that time I grew up in Paris, so I was really used to the stress and the um, harshness of a big city like Paris, similar to London, New York, those big, big cities that have basically too much people per square meters and too much things going on and not enough space for everyone. So there's this constant struggle to um, survive And even as a kid, you know, as a 12-year-old kid, I was feeling that. Although I was really lucky, I was born into a healthy and wealthy family. We didn't lack of anything. So there were no struggle on that level. But the struggle, struggle for me came from the city, the harshness in, in the jungle city that Paris can be and discovering the circus lifestyle I fell in love with that 
yeah, and and that became my passion. I I was um, mesmerized and I fell in love with the circus lifestyle, with um, what they what the circus offer as a life. Being home everywhere you go, because you go with your home. Because circus in France, you live in a caravan, in, 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 in your caravan. I was living in my caravan. I had my trailer and I had, and that was my home. So when the circus is not on tour, the circus is parked somewhere and you live in that place for a certain period of time, for a few months. And then once you go on tour, you take your home, the same one you're in, the rest of the year, you're the same caravan, and you go on tour with it. So I really loved that you could be home, but depending on the day and the time in the year, you open the door of your home and it's a complete different scenery. It's a different country. It's a different city. It's a different, it's, it's a big city or it's a countryside little town. It's uh, on the side of the road or it's in the middle of the biggest plaza of a big city a big capital but but you're still in your home you you close the door and it's it's the same caravan it's your it's your bed it's your kitchen it's it's the same place and this concept of being home anywhere in the world really moved me and made so much sense in contrast with the harshness of Paris, of the jungle, the, the dirty jungle of Paris. So I fell in love with that and I was 12, but the year after, and I think it was as young as 13 years old, my parents uh, decided to stop uh, going to that place because my father uh, decided to teach in, in other places. So I came up with a plan. I called the circus. The name of the circus was the Cirque Ephemère, so the Ephemeral Circus. And asked them, and I was like, well, you know me, I'm this kid that just spend all my time with you when I can in the summer. Next summer, I, my parents are not coming, but I want to come. But I'm 13 years old, so can, can you host me? Can you have me part of the circus? I'll, I'll do everything and anything you want me to do in the circus in exchange of housing me and feeding me basically and letting me be part of the circus and they said yes and my parents said yes too so here I was I went with them and spent a whole month sleeping in the back of a truck with some animals I always had a cat a dog uh, a hen chicken around me like it was always like that like and, and it was just paradise 
you know, like sleeping not really outside because it's still a truck. So I would leave the door open and see the sky and and the stars because we were in this city in the mountain. So it was really high in the mountain. So the skies were like beautiful, full of stars. And and it was it was really paradise. Like I experienced paradise in living in the circus like that. I was I had a lot of chance uh, with with them too because they were very generous and and encouraging and they let me help with the show. So I was um, a stagehand. I would like bring props on stage and bring them out of stage and you know I would be seen so I would be on stage but not really doing an act myself or doing anything myself by my like having all the attention on my on me but I was around and I was seen anyway and I I enjoyed that so much the excitement of the show getting ready and and preparing everything and making sure everything was in good working shape and then doing the show and then after the show and then those long nights after the show where everybody would go in the common caravan we had like a common caravan uh, which was just basically the kitchen caravan with a big table and we could sit probably like 12 to 15 people around that table and there was always other artists coming by to see that circus because the circus was around for a very long time and they did help a lot of artists along the way and you know like pushed along of art pushed a lot of artists to become uh, circus performers so they would visit and come and stay and we would talk and eat and and have some wine and and it was just magical it was it was it was a life of wonder so i did that the year after at 14 years old and then again at 15 and then again at 16 and every year um the circus would let me be a little bit more part of the show because i would eventually learn to do some tricks i would learn to uh, juggle i would learn to um walk on on a tightrope i would learn to do some trapeze i would learn to um be a clown or uh be stupid on stage and and different things like that and every year i was trusted a little more to to be more and more part of the show and i knew how to build up the tent and take it down and and I, I was participating more and more in the circus life and I I really fell in love with with that lifestyle and so for me juggling came in when um I I, I was around 15 years old and I was wondering okay I want to I want to live like that so obviously I need to learn a craft 
because for me, it's I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm thinking I could have been a technician, for example. I could have been a stagehand. I could have been a light guy, a tech guy. You know, I, there's many ways to be part of the circus. But for me, it was always obvious that I wanted to be on stage. I was really, I had a calling for the performance aspect I was like I'm a performer I want to be seen I want to be on stage I want to be a performer so it was always obvious that I needed to learn a, a, a craft to learn a circus technique and I tried everything I I was not uh, stuck on juggling at all I, I tried everything I I learned trapeze um, I learned uh, tight wire. I learned uh, juggling, obviously. I learned um, a cer- uh, uh, clowning. I learned acrobatics, although I was never really good at it, but I, I tried. I-, I learned contortion. Actually, my, my second major thing beside juggling was contortion and I really pushed hard when I was 18 and I was one year at the um, National Circus School in Paris, uh, Fratellini National Circus School for one year. Um, well, I was on there only one year because I got expelled, but that's for another story. At that time, I worked with uh, Chinese teacher that was uh, the, the Chinese contortion teacher and I really pushed really hard and I became pretty flexible uh, but it was it was too hard on the body it really hurt so much I, I actually had to stop because I got an injury in my back and and that made me realize well maybe I'm not made for that but the point is, I tried a lot of things before realizing that I was gifted to juggle. The, the one discipline that I was um, improving really fast was juggling. So in, in that perspective, I think that juggling chose me because I just needed to find an excuse to be part of the circus and juggling found me and I was really able to improve really fast like the truth is I don't remember learning to juggle three balls as far as I can remember as a kid I I was always able to juggle three balls and I don't know how it's possible because three balls is a complex pattern that is not really natural in the sense that naturally we go in this fountain pattern it's not natural to want to throw balls with every hand and cross them in front of you this is like a an evolved pattern that you can learn that anyone can learn but that really demand more than the spontaneous, um, natural instinct that we have to throw and catch objects. So maybe I learned it when I was really, really young, like at school and I was like six years old and someone came and showed us to juggle and I 
kind of like learned at that point, but I don't have the memory. That's weird because, you know, like I have memories of when I was five, six years old. I didn't learn to juggle when I was three years old. It's like really, really small. I was barely trying to run around when I was three years old. I, so that's that's kind of a mystery. I, I don't remember learning to juggle three balls. I just knew all along. And all the basic pattern with three, I was really able to understand and do them really fast. The The, the one that took me the longest is the Mills Mess. It's a pattern that kind of like, um, imitate this the infinite sign like this eight the number eight that is uh, on the side the horizontal number eight it's the the infinity and and it's a pattern that that like where all three balls are like going in one direction on the left and then one direction on the right doing this movement and it's a pretty complex pattern uh, usually takes a few days or a few weeks to grasp. And I, I learned it in the morning and a few hours later, I was able to do it. I, I, so that really um, meant that I was gifted to juggle. And so I <laughs> honestly, I decided to juggle and to, to be a juggler because I, at the time I chose the easiest way. I, 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 I didn't pick it up because I was passionate about it. I picked it up because I was like, oh, I'm good at it. It's going to be easy. So I'm going to do that. Why do the trapeze that hurts like hell or contortion that is really terrible or whatever other that is really hard for me to do? I'm going to do the thing that is the easiest and that's a joke on me because I think that juggling is the hardest discipline in the circus by far. And I didn't know that. So this gift or the fact that I was gifted to juggle at the beginning and the very beginning quickly turned itself into me falling in love with juggling and uh, being passionate with the challenges of juggling, uh, which, which really on a higher, like when you look at it from a, with a little bit of perspective, is this challenge of connecting all the aspect of you, connecting the body to your mind, to your spirit, and be in alignment with who you are on all those levels and being in control, like in alignment. And, but it, and it's a soft control. It's not like, oh, I'm controlling all that and nothing is escaping my, my, my grasp. It's more like a soft control. Like I, I'm in control, but everything is balancing itself kind of like by magic. And I need to be relaxed and I need to be completely trusting and relaxed in that state of control. So it's extremely challenging and, and, but it really, I, I fell in love with that challenge of connecting all those different parts of myself and, and accessing my intellect 
in a way that nothing else really challenged me to. The other, the only other things that was challenging me like that would be like mathematics at school or like physics. But unfortunately, I had really boring teachers. So even though I was good at it, I was actually bad at it because my teacher were bad and not interesting. And so I was, I was really bad at school. I was only good at disciplines where I had a good teacher, really. And I, now that I look at it, I was good in every discipline at least one year in school, but never the same year, you know, like, it's like, because every year I was lucky enough to have one good teacher in one discipline. And then by magic, I was good in French, you know, like learning French. And then I was good in English. And then I was good in mathematics. And then I was good in economic. And I was good in social science or history or whatever. But only the year I had a good teacher. And the other time I was not interested and, and I was really bad. So juggling was like stimulating that part of me that I wanted to learn and grow on an intellectual level also on a body level and on a spiritual level because I was sort of learning to meditate in this state of juggling. So I became passionate about juggling and I went for it. I went all in and that really quickly when I, I went all in when I was 18 years old and at that time I was juggling between six and eight hours a day and that's when I realized, oh, it's actually really hard to become a good juggler. And the fact that I'm that I'm gifted for it gave me a little kick start at the very beginning, but it's actually not giving me an edge in, you know, like the the run and and the competition of like becoming better what what is giving me an edge is that i'm spending my life juggling that that what makes a good juggler it's it's not if you're gifted or not i mean it helps at the beginning because it gives you confidence and it sparks that flame of passion you know like if i was not gifted to juggle i probably would have put my attention somewhere else so it helps at the beginning to to want to dive into it but that past that small starting point uh it's it's really all about uh dedication and 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 work and practice and the time and the not just the hours and the quality uh, not the hours and the time but the the quality too of the training and that's where um, having good teachers and good role models and inspirations um, and good jugglers around you with a good technique and methodology really helps because you can transform uh, three years of hard work into 10 years if you direct it uh, uh, properly, which was not my case. I mean, it was and it wasn't my case. I had uh, beautiful inspirations 
uh, I had the chance to meet great jugglers that I uh, was looking up to and that I really learned a lot from. But technically, I got to learn the proper and like op- expand my understanding of the proper technique really late, um, pretty much like f- 12, 13 years into my professional juggling life which means like you know like when I was 20 when I was like 24 I think 25 which is pretty late because at 25 you're for a professional juggler at 25 you're already at the top of your uh, game, you know, it's like circus performers in general. Twenty five is the peak, uh, you know. You don't become like a super uh, acrobat athlete at forty five years old. Um, forty five, you're retired if you're not already retired for ten years. The circus performers, we have a very short lifespan, you know. It's like going to the Olympic game. You don't go to the Olympic game when you're like 50 years old. You're coaching when you're 50 years old. You go to Olympic game when you're like 18, 16, uh, 23. You know, you're at the top of your game. But juggling is hard because it takes so long to develop. It takes decades to become good enough um, that it really helps when you start really young. But there's no rule uh i i believe that i started seriously juggling when i was 18 years old and i think it's really late uh at 18 years old there's amazing jugglers that are already really really good and i started when i was 18 so i i feel like i had like 10 years uh i was 10 years behind but i still managed to make it work and uh, dedicated my life to it and became good enough and eventually achieved my dream to be part of the Cirque du Soleil and go on tour with them and be a solo juggler in one of their shows and it's possible yeah it, it's possible so that's what this podcast is about this episode is about passion and that sometimes passion finds you and you don't have to necessarily know everything right away and you can just let it come to you yeah so let's wrap it up failure is an essential part of juggling but failing is not the problem the problem is not learning from your failures so juggler friends please get out there juggle fail learn and repeat (laughs) 